Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads. Love where you live. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to talk about connecting with kids in a way I've never discussed before. And in the spirit of total transparency, this is not a new concept, and it is not my concept. Stephen Covey talked about it in his books and trainings, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families. It is a really great concept, something to keep in mind as we go about our day-to-day interactions with our kids, and actually really in any relationship. This is a really great tool. So I'm going to speak specifically about what it is, how it works, and then how we can leverage it specifically parent to child and especially as they age. So I first heard about this concept when I took the course Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when I worked for Disney about 15 years ago. It was a great class. The ideas and concepts were revolutionary in how we approach life and relationships and have carried forward into all areas of life, not just this concept, but the many others I learned in that class. Now, when I had kids, I got the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, so that I could apply the concepts to parenthood and to those relationships and pass them on to my kids because I love them so much and they're so empowering. So I have folded a lot of this into my classes, my podcasts, all the way along. I just haven't really particularly pointed out. It's just where it kind of fits in. So I really want to share about this and dive into this concept today because I think it will help a lot of parents see their interactions with their kids in a whole new way. I'm talking about not just how to apply this concept, but how it applies at each age and stage. So the concept of the emotional bank account is that there's an account that we have with every person in our lives that represents the quality of that relationship. Now you have a different account 
for each of these relationships. One for each child, one with a partner, if you have a partner, one for each of your friends, you'll have one with your coworkers, with your boss. Now, they're going to have a different account with you than you have with them, so keep that in mind as well. We make deposits and we make withdrawals into these accounts and out of these accounts. If it's with our kids or with a partner, we likely make these deposits and withdrawals daily. Now, this is not a way of keeping score. This is not that at all. It's really the opposite. So the, we'll talk about that more. The balance in the account reflects or represents the level of trust connection you feel you have with that person. So I may feel like my son and I have a really high balance in the account, but he may feel like it's not so high. So these are things we're going to talk about. How do we work through that? How do we discuss that? How do we make sure that we have a, a good account with the people in our lives that are important to us? So the account can have a high balance, a low balance, or even a negative balance. So when you carry a high balance, when something negative happens, it almost literally deflects it because you know we are human and we're imperfect, so we're going to make mistakes. So we're going to have do some things that are gonna make small withdrawals from that account or bigger withdrawals from that account, depending on the relationship. The balance in the account reflects or represents the level of trust connection that you may feel or have with that person or that they have with you. Now the account can have a high balance, a low balance, or even a negative balance depending on the relationship and what's going on. When we carry a high balance, when something negative happens, when we do something that makes a withdrawal, and that will happen because we are human and we are imperfect. But what's nice is that it almost deflects it if you have a really high balance, or it can really cushion it quite a bit. What's also interesting is that we may think, what we may think of as a deposit may not be a deposit at all to the person that we think we're depositing with. So I'm gonna dig into this a lot more as I go through this. And especially at the end, if I have time, because it's really relevant between adult partners. So if I have time, I'm going to talk about adult partners as well. But we can do this with our kids. So discussing communication around this, especially as kids age, how we can make sure our deposits are really what's making them feel wanted and needed and loved and not just an assumption based on what we would want or need or what we think they want and need. And what's interesting, uh, when I was in grad school, one of the things that we talked about was the golden rule. The golden rule is doing to others as we would like done to us. But the platinum rule, which we talked about, was doing to others what they want done. So, and I love that idea of the platinum rule because, you know, we might bring someone vanilla ice cream and think, I love vanilla ice cream. They're going to love vanilla ice cream. And they hate vanilla ice cream. They actually want chocolate. So doing what unto them what they would like to have done. And so this idea of the emotional bank account also feeds into that concept and uh, thinking about that concept. So if we have an emotional bank account that is really low or overdrawn, and you may have someone like this in your life, maybe in your family of origin, then there's no trust. There's no connection. The relationship is very volatile. When relationships turn reactionary, we often default to withdrawals. When we get mindful about each relationship, what we're bringing, what is a deposit and what is a withdrawal, we can make big changes in the way we behave and therefore in the way the other person responds to us. And that will change their behavior as well. And then both will start to feed into the relationship and put deposits. As parents, we definitely need to lead the way as an example in how to manage the emotional bank account and keep the balance at an all-time good positive level. So you want to think about each of your kids because everyone is going to be different. So first, I'm going to talk about some common ideas 
for deposits with toddlers and preschoolers. And you can see which ones of these you think would resonate with your toddler or preschoolers or toddlers. And some of these can easily translate to older kids as well. So if you have older kids, some of these they might like as well. And you'll see what I mean. So for toddlers, some common deposits include reading a book, snuggling, playing with their favorite toy or game, be it blocks, trains, or a game like Candyland. The cool thing about these deposits is they really go a long way. You'd be surprised how a little quality time of snuggling in a book right when they get home from preschool will carry them through a lot of the afternoon without them being so needy for attention or playing with their favorite toy or game for 15 to 20 minutes, how far that can actually go. Some bigger things I like doing with my kids when they were little would include a trip to the park or a museum, like the Air and Space Museum, Natural History Museum, or the Children's Museum, a lake to feed the ducks, any experience that is connecting. These make big deposits. So now let's talk about withdrawals. It might be natural to think that anything that upsets your child is a withdrawal. Setting a boundary at bedtime, making them put toys away when they don't want to as a withdrawal. But this is not necessarily the case. The way we do it could make it turn into a withdrawal, but setting a boundary is not an automatic withdrawal. Why? Kids actually do crave security. They want to know we are in charge and we can handle these situations, that we can handle their big emotions, that we can stay strong, stay resolute, stay kind, stay calm. This builds trust and safety. Even when I'm falling apart and can't manage big feelings about bedtime or putting my toys away, my parent is a guiding force to show me the way to stay on task and stick with a routine that I need, both physically and emotionally. So believe it or not, even when your child is upset, if you are calm and still guiding with confidence, this can actually be a deposit. In saying something like, I can see you really want to keep playing. I know you're enjoying your trains a lot tonight but it's time for bed. Your body needs the rest to keep growing stronger and smarter. How about if we keep the trains out so you can play with them tomorrow when you wake up? Right now your time is up, like the reminder I gave you three minutes ago. It's time to get ready for bed. Do you wanna hold my hand or would you like me to carry you upstairs? So here are the deposits. I can see you really wanna keep playing. This is connection, this is empathy. The child is feeling understood and heard. Your body needs rest to grow stronger and smarter. Connection, caring, I care about you. I care that you get what you need to become the best version of you. That's love. Your child feels it and they know it, even if they're frustrated or mad about having to stop playing. Plus it's security and safety. I'm mad, my emotions are out of control, but mom or dad isn't budging. They are staying calm, and on track and in control. I feel safe and secure to share my big feelings with them. How about if we leave your trains out so you can play with them tomorrow? Wow, I feel seen and heard. There's no bigger bummer than having to clean up a big scene you just built when you still want to explore it some more. So that's pretty cool that mom or dad thought about that. It makes it easier to walk away and go to bed if I know I can continue playing tomorrow without having to put it all away and then start and build it all again tomorrow. Your time is up like the reminder I gave you three minutes ago. Now, obviously, we gave a reminder three minutes ago. (laughs) We're not going to say we gave you a reminder. I got a respectful reminder. Rather than being abruptly stopped out of nowhere, I feel respected. Do you want to hold my hand? 
me to carry you or do you want to come up completely on your own? I have options. I can choose the level of connection I feel like is best for me right now. That's actually pretty nice. I feel seen. I feel cared for. I feel loved. So those are a lot of deposits. We're setting a boundary, but we're making deposits while we're doing it. You think about how different of an exchange that would be than when we're lacking skills and just desperate for compliance and we start getting frustrated and angry. I told you five minutes ago to stop playing and put your toys away. Put that away now and get upstairs. If you don't stop playing right now, I'm putting it all away. If I have to put it away, you won't get it back tomorrow either. Okay, so these are our withdrawals, setting a boundary, but we're doing some withdrawals here. I told you five minutes ago to stop playing and put your toys away. There's anger, there's blame, there's frustration. The child may think I feel lost about what's expected of me. This is what I do every night. Some nights it's fine. Other nights I get yelled at. I feel unsafe because it's inconsistent. So when the parent doesn't follow through consistently, one night it might be okay, like they go off and do some dishes and then come back and the child doesn't get yelled at. The next night they're like, I mean business tonight. And then the child doesn't know when to comply and when not to comply. So there's inconsistencies. If I have to put your toys away, you won't get them back tomorrow. Straight to consequences with a frustrated and angry tone with no option to make a better choice or scaffolding through the process. Scaffolding is when we support them in the ways that they need it or in the way that, yeah, that they're not quite ready to do it all on their own. We're going to scaffold. We're going to um, give them some support through the process. And the child may think, she's being unfair. I feel resentful. I feel disrespected. And now I really don't want to go to bed. I don't want to connect. I don't want to be helpful because I'm mad. So both of these exchanges are holding boundaries, but one is with lots of deposits and the other is with withdrawals, where the remainder of the evening likely won't go very well and therefore will likely incur even more withdrawals. Now the next day probably starts out in the red rather than in the black. Now, this also doesn't mean that if you approach it like I have in the example, in the first example, that you will have a perfectly cooperative toddler or preschooler for every bedtime. Chances are it will go much smoother, but there still may be days where your child is extra tired, extra emotional, going through a big growth spurt, extra engrossed and doesn't want to stop playing. And you have to set the boundary after the choice and offer again or let him or her know if they don't make the choice, you will need to carry her to bed. That's okay. It's still a deposit so long as you're staying calm. Keeping calm and following through, even with a child who's melting down, doesn't take away from those still being deposits. They are. They are setting a great example of all the things I mentioned, showing empathy, understanding, caring, thoughtfulness, respect, love, offering independence and initiative. It's their choice to take it or not. Then in the end, if you have to follow through, you're showing what a respectful, healthy boundary looks like. Another deposit. These are all deposits. If you keep your cool through the rest of the bedtime, you offer hugs and connection, and I love you, in almost all instances, this anger will dissipate and move to big connection, likely before the bedtime routine even gets started, but definitely by the time you get towards the middle or end. I'm gonna get into some more specific ways to make deposits with all ages, including toddlers, and then also some more specifically for five through teens and with adult partners too, right after a word from our sponsors. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. 
all you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories, including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Now that we're back, here's a couple of ways that are also important in making deposits. Apologies. We are going to mess up. We are human. And a proper apology goes a long way when we do. We're going to get frustrated and we're going to just blurt out a command. It happens more than we'd like. So learning how to properly apologize is a huge deposit. It's an example on how to do it first. It shows humility and that we're willing to admit we aren't perfect. And depending on who you ask, a proper apology has three to seven parts. I'm going with the simplest version here, but the main point, it's more than just an I'm sorry. With the simplest version, the three parts, it's I'm sorry, this is what I did, and this is what I'm going to do to correct it, and I'm working to do better the next time. Another way we can deposit with any age is by keeping promises. 
or we take a withdrawal if we don't keep a promise. So the first part of this is never make a promise you cannot keep. Don't, I always tell parents, don't promise anything really as far as what you're going to be able to do. Don't promise a trip to the park tomorrow. You never, ever know what will come up. It's very unlikely, but you don't want to have to break a promise. So it's best to say, I will do my very best to take you to the park tomorrow. The day is clear. We should be fine. I will do my best. But if your dad calls and says your mom just got really sick and you need to come visit right away, you just want to not have the guilt of breaking a promise to your child on top of it. Making promises you know you can keep. I promise I will always love you. I promise I will do my best to take you to the park tomorrow. Another way is listening. This is a big deposit. This goes for any age, including adults. It's a big one for adults. It's a big one for any age. Listening to their feelings in the moment about what's happening in their exchanges with us. Listening to their stories, their struggles at school or with peers, their likes and dislikes. Listening is huge. Listening is not permission. Listening to your child talk about how they don't like broccoli is not permission for them to not eat it. It's just listening. It's understanding. It's empathy. This just means responding, asking questions, and just generally being curious. So here are some things for kids specifically 5 to 10. Playing games they want to play. Watching shows or movies they like. Now that can go all the way up into, this is one you could do for any age really, but playing a sport. Teaching them something, whether it's a skill you have or a sport. Really doing anything with them that they enjoy. So a friend of mine is an incredible dad and he's always doing things with his son. And some of these may seem small, but he's always making huge deposits into his son's account. Taking him to the community pool, flying his RC planes or playing with his RC cars together, taking him to the gas and steam engine museum. Actually, his son is totally into engines and and motors, just like one of my kids. Um, Trampoline park, rock climbing. Actually, one of the dad's specialties is, so he has a skill he's taught his son. I have another uh, family friend and the dad is into cars and he's into engines. So he works on the engine with his son. Actually, he does it with my son too, because I don't have that skill. Then my kid's dad doesn't have that skill, but it's really cute. The things these dads are doing with their kids. And so these are huge deposits. And these are things these kids are going to remember forever, like working on the car with dad or rock climbing with dad. So these are some things I did just this week, uh, all in one day. It was a crazy day, but I took my son rock climbing with his friend and his dad, the one I was just talking about. And then I made cookies with my daughter when I got home because she wanted to bring homemade cookies to her junior lifeguards. It was cookie day. And so she wanted to bring cookies and she wanted to do homemade cookies. And so we made cookies together. She loves baking and cooking. So that's one of the deposits for her. Um, She also loves making slime. So making sure she has ingredients for that in the house or when she wants to make it, going out and getting it for her. That's a big deposit for her. She also loves to decorate. So enabling her to decorate her room the way she likes. And when she asks to add something to her room, that's a big deposit for her. So knowing what your kids like and enjoy and then giving opportunities for them to participate are all ways of making deposits. So this is always an important concept, but as kids age, they'll become more and more important or maybe they'll become more and more obvious because once they're in the teen years, having a solid emotional bank account will be very important. So setting it up early, understanding it, practicing, learning how to make deposits for the children in your family. What is a deposit when it comes to your individual child? Well, set up a habit for once your child is a teen. 
I actually had this conversation with my oldest son yesterday. I asked him what things that I do that are a deposit into his account. And he said, taking him places, hugging him and making dinner. Those last two actually surprised me. I didn't think that dinner would be one of the things that he really appreciated yet. So it's nice to know he actually sees this effort and appreciates it. And the hug surprised me too. I love that he still loves hugs from his mama. I asked him if there's anything I do that is a withdrawal. And he's like, not really. And I asked him again, I'm like, are you sure? He's like, no, I can't think of anything. Which was also another surprise because surely we all do some withdrawals at some point in some time. Maybe something will come up and he'll be like, oh yeah, that's a withdrawal. <laughs> but I thought for sure there would be something or the way I ask or I expect something that might pop into his head. But I guess I must do a pretty good job of communicating expectations that are out of love and care. So it seems that he gets that message pretty strongly. So talking with people in your family about that, especially if you have older kids, but you can talk with your younger kids about this. You can ask a five or a six-year-old. You can explain this concept of the emotional bank account to a younger child. And then talk about deposits. What's a deposit to them? What's a withdrawal to them? So let's talk about adult relationships real quick. I'm going to apply this to adult relationships because it really applies for us adults. And this is really important if we're in a two-parent household, how we take care of each other, setting this example for our kids. So with adults especially, you know, you see or you hear this when people talk about their relationships, about their love language. You hear people talk about love language a lot. What's your love language? What's your spouse's or your partner's love language? And when you begin to realize sometimes your love languages are different and you speak to your partner in your love language when theirs is something completely different. So say like your spouse likes to get you little things at the store like flowers or a t-shirt you know, they love this kind of stuff. That's the way they like to show love. That's the way that just speaks to them. They find a t-shirt that they think would look cute on you, or they think is a really cute saying on it that you would like. And they think they're speaking your love language. When in reality, you want time together. You want a dinner out. You want to be able to go to the beach. You want a sitter so you can get out and go walk on the beach or have some special time together. And that's your love language. And so you're missing each other. It's not that you're not trying. It's that you're not meeting each other where you want to be met. And so talking about that, what is a deposit for you? What does that look like? What's a deposit for you? What does that look like? And then engaging in those ways that are deposits for that person. Might be something as simple as like I was talking about before, listening. You know, when I say I'm struggling with something, listening to me instead of trying to solve it. You never know what your part, what they might say is their love language. What's a deposit? What's a withdrawal? And then following through so that we can increase those deposits with each other and minimize the withdrawals. This will help strengthen your relationship with your parenting partner, with your adult partner, and set a really great example for your children about how adults can work together and strengthen that relationship. If you're interested in any of the classes on setting up a strong foundation for positive discipline, or any of the other 60 classes, you can see those on the website at yourvillageonline.com. Also, if you want to follow on social, I'm at Your Village Online on Instagram, and you can look up Your Village on Facebook and like that page and follow there as well. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Mm-hmm.